We want to welcome you today to the Blessing from the Valley podcast with your host, Pastor Mark Brandon. Join Pastor Brandon as he takes a new look at the old book, the Bible. Well, I want to thank you for joining us for this episode of the Blessing from the Valley podcast. This is your host, Pastor Mark Brandon, coming to you today by, by the way of uh, this social media platform. And uh, whether you're listening on Apple or uh, Spotify, uh, maybe even Anchor, I don't know where you're coming from or tuning in, but we're just thankful you have. Uh, I think we're on seven different platforms, uh, but we're just grateful that we have an opportunity to uh, have a voice and try to do our best to be an encouragement. Uh, we've been talking uh, the last couple of episodes on just a series on the tongue, uh, really the power of speech, the gift of speech, being able to communicate with one another. That's a precious gift that God gives us. And um, so we're very thankful. Even if someone is mute, they're not able to talk. I'm thankful that uh, through the ingenuity of man, that they've created a language with hand. Of course, we call it sign language. People can communicate uh, through uh, signing with their hands. So that's a that's a beautiful thing. But nonetheless, what we're trying to do is convey our heart to someone else. We're trying to convey our thoughts to someone else. We're trying to convey our mind to someone else. And that is a wonderful gift. But just like anything, it, it really depends on how you use it. And of course, we can use our tongue for the right reasons. We can use them in the wrong way. And we've kind of been looking at a couple of different ways with different uh, thoughts behind that and how our tongue our mouth, our, our gift of speech can be used in the wrong way. So we've talked about the tail-bearing tongue. We've talked about the rash tongue. Today, I want to talk to you about this, the guarded tongue, the guarded tongue. Look at Proverbs chapter 25, verse 11. Now, this is a beautiful verse. Notice this, a word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in pictures of silver. Now, let your mind's eye get a hold of that. If you're looking at a beautiful picture up on the wall, the contrast of gold and silver, man, those apples, those two apples that is in the midst of all of that silver, it really pops out, don't it? It really stands out. It just really looks good in that picture. And that's exactly what God says to us. A word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in pictures of silver. In other words, man, those words really ministered help to somebody. Those words really stood out. They really helped somebody. They really encouraged somebody. They might even have showed somebody that you truly, truly love them. You truly care about them. A word fitly spoken. See, and there's so many times in our life that there's just words that's just not where they should be. And I've been guilty of this many times in my life. And so we ought to guard our tongue. I don't know about you, but I desire to speak, and it looked like two apples of gold in a silver painting. Now, I know in my life and I know in the history of my life, I know that's not always been true. I have said words out of place. I have said inappropriate words at times that has certainly not looked like two apples, two golden apples in pictures of silver. But I believe here's the goal, the, met, the, the goal, the motivation that we should guard our tongue, that we desire for our words to be helpful, encouraging, loving, caring to the hearer. So we're going to have to do that by having a guarded tongue. Now, what else is a guarded tongue? Well, the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 27, and of course, if you notice through this study, most of these verses have come out of the book of Proverbs. Why? It's a book of wisdom. But the Bible tells us in Proverbs chapter 27, verse 2, let another man praise thee and not thine own mouth. 
a stranger and not thine own lips. God help us here, right? Do you like tooting your own horn? I know uh, I'm around people from time to time, and they love to toot their own horn. You know why they do that? Because they don't feel like it's being tutored enough by somebody else. And so if they're not going to hear it from somebody else, here's what they're going to do. They're going to do it on their own. They're going to say, well, I'm going to tell you right now, so-and-so don't see that, or they're not going to say anything about that. I'm going to make sure they're aware of that. So what is a guarded tongue? I'm going to tell you what it is. It's modest. It's really modest about yourself. Um, you know, you really shouldn't take compliments well either, to be honest. Uh, we got to be careful about that. You know, we can get the big head, but we certainly shouldn't be going around tooting our own horn, telling everybody how good we are, what all we can do. You know, and a dead giveaway is like when you're talking to someone, they say, well, I'll just tell you what, if that was me, here's what I would have done. Okay, that's kind of what he's talking about here. You're going to be modest. Well, if that was me and I was in that situation, here's what I would have done. No, you really don't know what you would have said. And you really need to be careful there because unless you were in that situation, maybe you do have a guarded tongue. Maybe you are very wise with your words. But God's telling us here to be very, very careful, guard our tongue. Why? Because it should be modest. It shouldn't be full of just praising ourselves. So a guarded tongue is modest. Let me show you what else a modest tongue does. In Proverbs chapter 15, here's what the Bible says in verse 1. A soft answer turneth away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. Let me ask you a question. How can you fight with someone when you just sit there and look at that person and just keep saying over and over and over, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you? You tell me. How long is that person going to fight with you? No, why fights and arguments get out of hand is because we don't follow this principle. We certainly don't use soft words. And let me just make another little statement. Arguing settles nothing. Arguing settles nothing because all you're trying to do is win. And sometimes the winner really doesn't win because we have to be able to turn away wrath. If we're going to talk and, and absolutely help create an answer for a problem, you're going to have to have soft words. You're going to have to be able to communicate, and you're going to have to be able to talk. And so God has it right here. A soft answer turneth away wrath. He said, well, I'll tell you what, Pastor, that argument just got way out of hand. Well, somebody stirred it up. What? Oh, wait a minute. It wasn't me. It was her. No, it was both. We did not use a soft answer. Again, use that little illustration that I brought in the front of that. How in the world are you going to continue to fight with somebody if they're looking at you and saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, or I love you, Please don't be upset, but that's normally what we don't do. We usually throw gas on that fire because we're bothered too. And so instead of saying we don't want to feel humble up or like we throw the white flag up, we certainly don't want to say, oh, wait a minute, forgive me, it was me, or please forgive me, or I love you. Usually phrases like that will cease anger. It will stop it immediately because who is going to argue with that? So let's take God's word on it. It turns away wrath. A soft answer turns away wrath. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm just going to tell you what I think. Well, you go ahead, tell them what you think, but get ready because they're going to turn right around and tell you what they think. All right? And so that's going to go on, and that's going to go on, and that's going to go on. But a guarded tongue realizes a soft answer turneth away wrath wrath. That's good stuff, isn't it? It'd be a whole lot better if we lived by it. All right, here's another one. Proverbs chapter 31, verse 26. Here's the principle behind this. We're talking about 
a guarded tongue. Proverbs 31, 26. The Bible says this. She openeth her mouth with wisdom, and in her tongue is the law of kindness. Do you know what a guarded tongue? It is concerned about kindness. God help us here, right? I can promise you not every phrase, every word, every sentence that I have ever said has not always been about being kind. But God tells us a guarded tongue is more interested in being kind. Do you know that you can deal with problems and still be kind? Do you know that you can still have an argument and still be kind? Do you know that we can even have a disagreement and we can still be kind? And so God help us to give us a guarded tongue. It's modest. It turns away wrath. Hey, it gives to kindness. And then notice this, Proverbs chapter 21. Proverbs chapter 21 says this, and here's really what it, it means. It keeps one out of trouble. Proverbs 21, verse 23. Here's what the Bible says in verse 23. Whoso keepeth his mouth and his tongue keepeth his soul from troubles. That's pretty simple, isn't it? Um, I've gotten myself in a whole lot of trouble (laughs) by talking, right? We've all done it. And God tells us a guarded tongue. It's going to keep us out of trouble. And sometimes we just keep talking and we just keep digging, boy. We keep digging, we keep digging, we keep digging. And pretty soon we've dug sounds so deep, we don't even know how to get out. And so God tells us we ought to have a guarded tongue. Our speech, we ought to ask God to help us, give us wisdom, keeps us out of trouble. I'm sure if I could ask you, when was the time in your life that you got yourself in trouble with your tongue? Well, I'm sure many of us have different experiences with that. Uh, you know, I can remember uh, one time, I can't even give you the whole phrase on it, but I was talking to a family member, and I just walked in, and I, I greeted this family member, and I made this statement. Um, and I, it was innocent, as innocent could be, but it wasn't true. And and it hurt her. It happened to be someone in my family. And uh, I, I certainly probably could have used a better phrase at that moment. So it gets it keeps us out of trouble if we will have a guarded tongue. And then, and then as I, as I close, uh, let me just give you this one. It's tactful. It's seasoned with salt. Now think about that a minute. It's tactful. Um, and really, God help me here. When someone has to do a lot of talking, sometimes we just take our words for granted. But we ought to, just like we talked about there earlier about those, a fitly word, a word fitly spoken is like apples of gold and pictures of silver. In other words, they're tactful in their words. They know how to use them. They know when to use them. It's tactful. It's seasoned with salt. There's healing in those words. Although they might sting, although they might hurt, salt stings, but salt also makes things taste better. And so we ought to be tactful with our words. And I've heard people say this all my life. Well, I tell you what, I just thought it, so I just said it. Well, you need to be careful doing that. That's foolish because it could be very hurtful. You shouldn't say everything you think, and sometimes you shouldn't say everything you feel. Why? Because it's certainly not going to be tactful. So let's ask God to help us to keep our tongue. Look, speech, communication is a wonderful gift that God has given us as human beings. Ask God to help us. The greatest news that you can give with your speech is the gospel, the death, burial, and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, showing people the way to heaven through Christ. Those are great words to share, and I hope you're sharing them. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening today. 
Our prayer is that this episode was a great encouragement to you, and we invite you to join us again next time for the blessing from the valley.